Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us for part two and the conclusion of a great two-part interview with our good friend, Dr. Richard Ruling. Uh, Dr. Ruling has been sharing some deep biblical insights that just open scriptures up to, oh, I mean, if you missed any of part one, you need to go back and catch up. We don't have time to cover a lot of it again just to catch you up, so go back and listen to the entire episode. But folks, we're talking about the image of God, the Godhead, the Trinity, uh, who the Holy Spirit truly is. Folks, this is stuff that you, when you read it in the Bible, with this insight, the scriptures make so much more sense. Praise God. We're going to jump right back in the conclusion of this interview right now with Dr. Richard Ruley. Amen. Amen. You know, I, uh, I know that the King James version of the Bible is not best translation of scripture. I, I also know that the Catholic version is very, very different from the Bible that evangelical Christians read in various translations. But let me see if I understand you correctly. Because I see, you know, from our conversations in the past and all that, that in the beginning, God created everything. Then he created man. And man is created, as you said, in the image of God. So man would have all or both the masculine and feminine personalities of God. Then when he removed Adam's rib and created Eve, basically, I think he essentially took the feminine personality from Adam and gave it to Eve. That would mean in order to complete each other again, a man and woman would have to find their soulmate that would complete them. And that would explain the, the physical man. But what about the spiritual man? One, once we are born again, we have Christ dwelling in us. So would the next step be then what's been called the filling of the Holy Spirit in order to receive the feminine Godhead as well? I believe that's the case, actually. And um, I'll just run through some of the scriptures that help support this in a, in a general sense. Uh, we haven't uh, seen it because uh, of, of translation, I think, uh, a bad translation that, that uh, uh, it, it father, you know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Well, we just think the spirit is some essence or some influence or some feeling. And it's true that we all have a spirit about us. Uh, um, some people have a nice spirit, uh, a happy, joyful, and so on. Others have a more solemn, uh, you know, et cetera. But <clears throat> Paul says in Galatians 4.26, Jerusalem, which is above, is the mother of us all. A city cannot be a mother, but cities are named for mothers uh, or people, important persons. You know, Washington, D.C., Jefferson City, Missouri, Lincoln, Nebraska, all reflect uh, great people in the past. And so I see that that uh, this is not just a, a passing single verse, though, because uh, in Isaiah 37th chapter and in 2 Kings uh, 19, uh, both 
both places have uh, a single uh, two chapters, almost word for word the same, and they have a daughter of Jerusalem. You know, so Jerusalem above is a mother, but she has a daughter. Well, Christ is an only begotten son, uh, but wow, there may be a daughter there. And it says that when Sennacherib was at the gates of Jerusalem, knocking on the door, asking uh, them to surrender or they will be mincemeat, and, and your God can't deliver uh, uh, um, you from us, uh, etc. You're, you're going to be dead. Um, uh, he mocked the God of Israel, and Hezekiah was the king in sackcloth and ashes in the temple, seeking God, and he sent Eliakim to Isaiah the prophet, say, what, is there any hope for us? And the answer came back from Eliakim, who later was said to have the key of David. Okay, he had the key. Why is this a key? I don't know, but it's a, it's a who the God is. You know, it says the daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head at him whom he has blasphemed. Okay, well, blasphemy yeah. is speaking against God. So she was God, you know, and, and daughter of Jerusalem. Jerusalem must be God, mother of us all, you know. So mother and daughter, as well as father and son, you know, mm. from my perspective. And if you look here and there, you know, uh, uh, Isaiah 28, 10 talks about here a little, there a little. You find truths hidden, but they reveal uh, the situation. And I, I see that in Proverbs 8th chapter, wisdom is personified as she. Why does uh, wisdom cries at the gates? That uh, lifts up her voice, okay? But in verses 22, 23, uh, she, before the mountains were, before anything, she was brought forth. And the word for brought forth is childbirth, okay? And in verse 30 of Proverbs 8, she is brought up with him, daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Who is him? <laughs> well, I think it's her, her brother. You know? yeah. And if you read read uh, Song of Solomon, one of the uh, least understood books or most misunderstood in the Bible, it's a love story uh, that really, I think, is not of Solomon, but Solomon represented Israel's true, truest king, wisest king. And uh, in chapter 5, verse 2, it says, Open to me, his Anak, open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. Okay. Now, no bride of Solomon was undefiled. They were all defiled. But this is a, a um, in, in Jewish uh, culture, a betrothal is a serious commitment to wedding, and you almost have to get a divorce not to go through with the wedding. But uh, uh, and and Jacob, for example, was betrothed to Rachel for seven years, you know, before the wedding. Uh, I believe we can be betrothed to the bridegroom, Christ, for for the last seven years. M make a commitment and live for him. And if we're faithful to our a covenant, uh, I believe that uh, we can eat wedding cake in heaven. Yeah, but, amen, um, amen. my my point is that that it's a, a solemn process of uh, of betrothal, and uh, in in the Bible uh, we we see uh, as he said, "Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled." The dove descended on him at his baptism. In yeah. a special sense, he was anointed for his mission. <clears throat> Messiah means anointed, and she gave him wisdom. And uh, if if he had failed to yield to her, like we sometimes do when we think, well, I shouldn't do that, but I'm, I'm going to do it now, uh, change later maybe. Well, we, we, we're we not listening and we, we sin, but Christ didn't sin. He, he yielded to the, the, the anointing that he had. Yeah. And I believe that we, um, and by the way, it's not, it was not, um, 
in in Catholic culture, Mary is co-redemptrix. Okay, uh, and pray for uh, Mary to bless us and help us. Mary, ask God to do this. Well, God God already loves us. He doesn't need Mary to tell him. And I I think she's dead in the grave. Maybe uh, you know I I I don't want to go into the theology of. Uh, in Ecclesiastes 9, 5, it says, the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. When Lazarus came out of the grave, he didn't tell what wonderful visions he saw of heaven or anything like that. I believe we're in the grave waiting for the resurrection. When he comes, uh, all, uh, when Christ calls the, the dead forth, uh, those who have been his will, will come forth. But anyway, um, <clears throat> my point is that um, we... We're in a process of trying to see who God is. And when Christ was on earth, uh, he was going to leave. And he said, I will not leave you. And the word Greek word is orphanos, orphans. I will not leave you orphans. Right. But it isn't translated that way. It's a cover up. And it's uh, and the King James says, I will not leave you comfortless. Well, mm. that, that doesn't tell us the, why. Why would the word orphanos, when we know what orphans are, it means I will not you. Christ was leaving. He planted his seed of, of truth in our hearts. But she, the daughter, uh, is. it says the spirit makes intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. Christ intercedes in heaven. She intercedes in our hearts. Together, they are, uh, they are uh, the, a team that help our salvation. But um, uh, it, it's not just uh, an influence from Christ that comes. Give me your spirit. It, it's, uh, I believe... She is shown in Revelation uh, when when John John I'm sorry Revelation one verse thirteen John saw one like the Son of Man girt about the paps and that Greek word mastos means female breast mm -hmm. so she is uh, she is the one that is walking among the candlesticks which are the churches and at the end of each uh, yeah. of the seven churches he that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches yeah. so I'm seeing that that. Uh, they are working on our behalf and uh, accomplish our salvation if we sur surrender to the Spirit. If we if we want Christ in our life, she shows us how to live, just like she showed him how to live. And we can be warned, and and sometimes we have miracles in our life. But uh, in, in general, it's it's it, God doesn't show up every day in a bright, overwhelming way to tell us what to do. He's wanting us to choose and make choices and learn from even from our mistakes how. How to how to live better, and uh, that's that's the process I'm seeing uh, that we we have to have, and and the tokens in in the Jewish ceremony, they had not only a lamb slain sometimes as a sacrifice, but a poor per person might have a pair of turtle doves, right. and they would wring the head off of one dove, uh, and the other dove would be uh, dipped in its blood. Well, that was like the Holy Spirit. She was the dove. She was. Uh, she had to go through the anguish of seeing her lover mm -hmm. from eternity, and they haven't married at this point. But there's a wedding in heaven at the end, <laughs> and mm -hmm. we can we can be there, you know, for it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to you know happy times and and as as subjects of their kingdom of fairness, love, and kindness, and all of that, where uh, the present system of uh, of uh, force and hate and uh, uh, disobedience and, and ignorance is, is gone, basically. Amen. Well, what would you, what would your response be then to someone who says, you know, if Christ is supposed to marry his sister at the wedding feast and 
you know, we're commanded not to be involved in incest and things like that. How would you relate or, you know, discuss that aspect of it? Well, that's a good question, I guess. But um, the the idea is that um, we we find from human relationships that people don't have a perfect heredity and they um, they can have uh, diseases or conditions that they inherit when they are inbred. Families in, um, marrying and for generation after generation is, is trouble. Um, on the other hand, uh, we're, we're not be, can two walk together except they be agreed. And uh, there would be no other partner in eternity that could be the equal to Christ except uh, the, uh, uh, she who had been involved with him in man's salvation and had worked together. Um, I, I don't worry. What, what God says is, is law and rule and right. Uh, I can see the wisdom for it, uh, you know, to in our relationships. I, I, I'm glad I found somebody that wasn't my sister, Mary. <laughs> you know, siblings fight too, you know, and it, it's uh, for supremacy. But uh, I, I think that, uh, that that's not a problem to me. I, I see that uh, uh, it's a wonderful thing uh, that, uh, that, and by the way, in the Old Testament, uh, the word El Shaddai, I'm, I was told when in a Bible class that it means mighty breasted one. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, it, it can reflect the, the uh, whatever our need is, uh, there is uh, uh, nourishment or help for us in, in the time of need. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So what about after the end times are over? We're now in eternity. And what takes place okay the wedding feast takes place and then what i mean are we let me let me uh, of that okay go ahead let, let me give you one more thing that i learned in a upper division course on revelation i, I happened to have i attended a bible college and i took a course in revelation and the the instructor had had a phd degree from oxford university he was a smart guy and uh he uh pointed out that there is a Greek word chi, uh, we think of it as K-A-I, pronounced chi, is a conjunction, and it's, it's, mean, it's translated and, but really the chi means that is to say, so that in, in Revelation, at the end of Revelation, when it says the spirit and the bride say come, and, and there's an invitation to the wedding, it, it, it really should mean the spirit, that is to say the bride says come she is the bride and uh i i believe this okay this is my personal Amen. perspective um she just as christ took the form of a man to show us how to live she took the form of a spirit uh to be everywhere in the hearts of believers who accept christ okay mm. but uh but in that form uh we don't see her as john saw her that as one girl about the paps and ready for marriage okay and the point is that that in the last seven years i believe people are going to run toward god or away from him uh, either uh, because they're bent on sin they want to do their own thing and uh, they they don't want to believe in god or they're going to say god help me i need your help and and he will fulfill the new covenant promise in the end time to write his law in our hearts and the the um last year of that I, when the plagues are going to fall, 
the, the statement is made, he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be, and so on. Uh, I believe that she, at that point, seals us and withdraws from our life so that we will be on our own. And, uh, you know, uh, not not it, but but to live through a time of trouble such as never was and yet not deny God, kind of like uh, Daniel and his friends. Well, you can throw us in if you want, but we're not going to bow down, King. Yeah. yeah and and, yeah. and he, he was smoked on that point. He, he went almost insane with anger. But um, yeah. uh, I, my point later, later, he repented, though. And, and God, you know, he may be, he will be hey, I think it will be me to see him in heaven. Nebuchadnezzar, one of the few great people, yeah. but uh, I I believe that that God wants to see a demonstration to prove to the universe that His laws can be kept uh, and and they're fair and reasonable. And here is the demonstration: the people that have lived through that time and uh, have been sealed. And yeah. so uh, when when she withdraws, she can regain her bodily form and be ready for the wedding. Okay, right now she she's as a spirit. But uh, they were not originally in the man and uh, in 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 that same form, and I think that the, the writing will be on, and we look forward to it in heaven. Basically, amen. that's yeah, amen, amen. That's a day to look forward to. Praise God! I'm excited about it. I don't know about anybody else, but I know I'm excited. Praise the Lord! That's and, and this is really great, a great insight and. It just answers so many questions in the Bible, too. You know, when when you look at it from this perspective, and when you think of when when you think of it, um, I had an experience with my uh, when my son was little. I once remarked to my wife that she was standing on a cold floor, and needed slippers. Well, we were both busy, but a minute later, our son comes running with slippers. Mm. Now, if I had uh, said, "Get Mama slippers, or I'm going to beat you." It would give me no joy, but to see him wringing the slippers without even being asked to me really made me happy that he yeah. was identifying with uh, serving others, helping others, trying to be part of it. And uh, to me, God is that way. He, if he, he could make us do anything he wanted us to do, but that would give him no joy. But for yeah. him to see that we're getting it and that we uh, want to honor him and that we're trying to please and live well, uh, that is the group he wants in heaven, not the group that he's going to have to make do this and make do that. And Satan, Satan is trying to, with force and and falsehood and all that. But God is uh, is love, and uh, somehow uh, God wants to see if we're learning the lessons and and uh, will we be safe to save. Otherwise, we would not be safe to save, and they could mm -hmm. go through this all over again. You know, in heaven, yeah. God, it, it, yeah. sin will not rise up a second time. It says in Scripture. Yeah, amen, amen. I wonder if the you know because get back to the discussion on the Catholic Church. Do you think uh, possibly I can't remember the the name of the town, South America or wherever it was at, where uh, Mary appeared to the four kids or whatever it was, way back in the sixties or fifties, and uh, you know, yeah, the, are they thinking you know could that Fatima? have been the Holy Spirit? Yeah, that's it, Fatima. Yeah, would 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 that could that have possibly been the Holy Spirit and the Catholic Church just identified it as Mary? Well, I don't think God and the devil are in partnership. And I I, I yeah. somehow have suspect of anything that comes from the top there. Uh, there yeah. are, uh, thankfully, uh, cardinals that are against this pope, you know, and they're mm -hmm. conservative. They don't want to see the church trying to control everyone, uh, which really is historic, by the way. Even uh, 
it goes back to crusades, uh, the, the wars to get Muslims out of Jerusalem. The, the Catholic Church, uh, um, by the way, uh, Muhammad was uh, married a nun, a former nun, okay? Mm. And uh, she arranged for his tutoring by a, a Catholic uncle. And so um, Fatima, by the way, is in both religions. And oh, Mary really? is great mm. in both religions. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, suspect all the way down, you know, in yeah. terms of... And, and just like uh, the Catholic Church tries to force people and burn them at the stake if they're heretics, mm -hmm. uh, Muslims have the same idea, to kill Christians. Yep. Uh, this is yep. this is a, a satanic thing. And mm -hmm. somehow, uh, I, I believe we're going to see a, a situation where uh, a single act or event will sort Jews, Muslims, and Christians into, uh, into those who get it and those who don't. Yeah. Uh, right now... Uh, most evangelical Christians think that uh, the Jews are in Jerusalem or in Israel uh, by a miracle. <clears throat> I'm believing that they are not there for a miracle. It was the UN that gave them the land, and the UN is the beast system, and they returned prematurely because God told them, if you walk contrary to me, I'm going to punish you seven times over. Mm -hmm. And in Ezekiel 4, verse 4 and 5, or 5 and 6, it tells that they walk contrary to God 390 years. Well, seven times, this is the seven times is in Leviticus 26 chapter, verses 18, 21, 24, and 28. Four times it says, if you walk contrary, I'll punish you seven times over. Seven times 390 is 2730. Sennacherib came to take the Israelites, the 10 tribes, northern tribes, captive in 722. So 722 from 2730 is 2008. But there's no year zero. It's really 2009. Uh, that, that, and so in 1948, when when uh, they got Israel got in land, they they just came for free land. They didn't come for God. Okay, mm -hmm. and the, most yeah. of them over there have no interest in the spiritual heritage. Yeah. And when the Pope shows up in 2009, when they were free to return at the end of that exile period. Uh, the Pope showing up suggests that's the time to flee because early Christians understood Rome meant flee Jerusalem. And they got out of there when they when Rome came in, in around 67 A.D. or 66 um, and they were spared the siege. Uh, well, uh, we're, we're coming to a time of siege and trouble. And I, I think those that are in there are going to have trouble. But uh, Jews who are honest will recognize uh, the fact that the people that got uh, taken and, and shaken were, were not spiritual. And when, when Muslims, in turn, worship their God, Allah has no son, uh, that's what it says in the, the Quran, I believe it says, the Lord will roar from Jerusalem, the heavens and earth will shake. Okay, now that's, uh, that's the lion's roar. Christ is the lion of Judah. He roars when they say that Allah has no son because he's the son, okay? Mm -hmm. And they will, it says they will flee in Zechariah 14, 5. And the, the point is that uh, Christians should, and when the heavens and earth shake, that's also the, the knock for the wedding in Luke 12. The church that ended in, with a knock, uh, last, Laodicea, it means people in a time of judgment, and Christ said, repent or I'm going to knock, that church ended in an earthquake in 63 AD. So the knock is an encoded earthquake. And when there's an earthquake shaking the whole world, hey, it's wedding time for us. Amen. Not in the final sense of uh, 
but in a time of betrothal, a time to make a covenant, a time to do what God says, and God help me. And I believe that uh, uh, that's a high destiny for us if we understand it. We can be the wise virgins that get into the wedding. Uh, if we wait and see, wait and see, the foolish virgins do that. And uh, they even go to them that sell oil. It says in Revelation, I'm sorry, Matthew 25, uh, verse uh, around 10, go to them that sell. Oil is is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Go to them and sell, but it's distilled from the olive trees in Zechariah 4. The olive trees represent the Old and New Testament. We need both Testaments. Jews alone or Christian alone without the Old Testament is, is not good. And Christ said, search the scriptures, they testify of me. It was the Old Testament he's referring to. So we need to put both books together and and seek uh, his power. And I, that's, that's how I see it happening yeah. so we can get there, basically. Yeah, amen. And I've seen recently that the United Nations, who, as you said, gave Israel the land, uh, they have just passed some type of resolution or something revoking it, saying it was a mistake. You know, and oh. uh, you know that was a uh, you know that Israel naturally is a little upset, uh, but the Muslim nations right now are rejoicing. You know, yeah, and you know, saying that you know Israel needs to give back that land now. Well, yes. And also uh, the president of Turkey, uh, Erdogan, says uh, it was their city. Jerusalem was their city in the Ottoman Empire. And uh, we, we, we and he's urging 57 Muslim nations to do it. Now, I, I'm I'm down to the wire almost uh, in the sense that I have I expected bigger stuff on Passover uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, actually, I guess it's a, a week ago, but um, before Easter. But um uh, as the days of Noah, when Christ said, no man knows the day or hour, but as the days of Noah, uh, when when the flood came, the the surprise date was on the 10th day of, of the month when animals, Noah entered the ark and animals went in too. You know, they came in pairs to go in. Wow. What? How? How? How did they do that? And the point is that I think that that was a, a, if you were really uh open to believe that there was a God and uh, a lot of sin going on, I, maybe it would be better to be in the boat. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> Amen. Uh, but uh, I, I believe that May 1 is that date where uh, uh, it, it corresponds to when the animals went in. And I believe uh, we by uh, a, a couple of weeks from now, we, we should see evidence of uh, Muslim, when Ramadan is not over right now, we're still in the month of Ramadan, which is a high holy month. But when it's over, look out! I believe that uh, May one will, may bring evidence of uh, uh, big stuff coming. And so I would just say, uh, uh, I, I look for second Passover, which is May five and six, Friday night, a time to watch and pray, like Christ asked his disciples, watch and pray. Couldn't you watch one hour? I think uh, if we watch and pray, we can be protected by God. We don't have to put blood on the doorposts like is Jews did in Egypt. Christ put the blood on the cross for us. But yeah. uh, uh, but otherwise, I think those appointed times are still for us. Paul said they are shadows of things to come. He didn't say were as if they were all fulfilled on the cross. Mm -hmm. Yep. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. This is, <laughs> this is good. I mean, I could just keep talking. This has been so interesting, Dr. Early. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, ask a question, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Well, um, first of all, I would recommend getting a, a, a book. Uh, the, 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 
I have a book on Amazon called Megaquake 2023. Yep. I think that's the knock. It explains a lot. And my uh, email and and also a, a a link to a very high value health video is is there. And so it's worthwhile. And but I'm I'm willing. To, and if you have questions on, on that specifically, uh, one way or the other, uh, my email is ruling. My last name R U H L I N G seven at Juno J U N O dot com. And so they can uh, uh, write uh, their question. Uh, I'm getting so busy that I, I I don't like to give out my phone number. But if there's yeah, something no, easier for me to you explain, don't have to do that. No, I, you I don't will... have to do that. Yeah, okay, they, they contact by email and right, and then uh, you know you okay. go from there. Yep, amen. Uh, folks, I'll put first. I'll put links to all this down in the show notes below as well. Folks, Doctor Ruling has been sharing some biblical truths with us that should be stirring something inside of you right now. I mean, you have may may have more questions than answers at this point. Amen. That's okay. I mean, we're doing this to expose things to you that should generate some questions. We don't have all the answers, but we know who does, and we're, we we refer you to his word. Amen? Take your question to God, then get into the word, and see what the Bible has to say about what Dr. Ruling has been sharing today. Amen? The Bible will not lie, and the Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. Amen? Dr. Ruling, thank you again for taking the time to come back on the program today, man. I do appreciate it. This, this is really good. I love your heart. God bless you too and your ministry. And may we all have lights. Uh, one candle steadily, uh, consistently lighting others can uh, help save many. One Christ would have died for one soul. So you can make his uh, death worthwhile by sharing as you can. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Be sure to drop down the show notes. Click the links right there to order Dr. Ruling's books and to receive more information and get in touch with Dr. Ruling as well. Oh, man, it's been good today. Dr. Ruling. I appreciate you coming on the program. And for Dr. Richard Ruling and myself, it's Pastor Bob reminding you once again to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach 
with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.